0: have we have we pushed record uh yeah i have to say a little bit before we get going i'm, I'm kind of nervous I am. this too. is the first time that i've ever been nervous doing a podcast because the stakes are high really? i feel like the stakes are high well it's i mean me. this whole thing was created with the knowledge that this was gonna happen <laughs> and it's happening now so i think we better get going
1: Too, because it's my first podcast
0: but but you and I in a sense and ladies and gentlemen I am sitting here today with uh, the CEO of Brando Corp <laughs> <laughs> the, the CEO I have a Board of Trustees I have <laughs> I have Regents I have friends of Brando Corp but the CEO of Brando Corp Miss Betsy Thomas your friend and mine, <laughs> say hi to everybody, Betsy. Hi, everybody. Yes, I mean a, a towering figure. I'm going to tee it up for people listening at home because there are some people that that don't know you and your importance in my life. We're also sitting here with super producer Richard Sheltinga, who's driven in from the hills of Woodland. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> a long, long, long ride. Thank you, Richard, in your brand new truck. He's got a big, giant black truck that <laughs> could do. pull an Airstream, and he's very proud of it. Oh. Yeah. But let me, just set up, let me just set up the importance of today for me, the Brando cast, because Betsy Thomas, I've often referred to Betsy as my older sister.
1: I know. Can I know. we I'm, just- I mean, big sister. Why is sister? older have to be in there?
0: <laughs> that was weird. I'm
1: two years older than you. I know. It's bad. It's such a- Cause, me, cause, just, cause, sister. just sister. I just sister.
0: She's my sister. My former boss- my uh uh betsy created the only job i've ever had in my life my (laughs) boys she created the sitcom my boys betsy is a successful showrunner she's a successful director currently doing start superstore tomorrow all right fuck yeah and you just did a bunch of mad about you mad about you with helen hunt helen hunt and paul reiser steve gutenberg nope yep Paul Riser and Helen Hunt back again.
1: Helen Hunt just was
0: in a car accident. No, no, that's breaking news. This was news. last week.
1: I no, I, I she didn't text me. I saw it on the news.
0: Oh, was on the yeah. news. It would be cooler if she texted you. Did she text you?
1: <laughs> she did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> be cooler. It, well, yeah, I mean, because we could be yeah. breaking news. It would,
1: although I feel like if she when in it if, if when she gets in a car accident, I don't even think I'm in the top twenty
0: five. <laughs> People that she texts. Okay, so she wasn't in a car wreck on the way to Mad About You, which would have perhaps prompted a call to the or, Well,
1: the, yeah, but I wasn't there. But yeah, this is okay. this this story already is going south. That's okay. That's a, he can clip it.
0: Richard can clip it. Oh, if it's a done story, it gets clipped. Okay, it great. gets edited. But anyway, oh, Betsy and I have known Betsy and I have known each other since nineteen eighty seven. We went to college together. We moved out to Los Angeles together. Eighty seven. 1987. We went to college together. We moved out to Los Angeles together. Mm-hmm. We shared a house with our closest friends for many years mm-hmm. in Hollywood, a beautiful craftsman home on on Fountain in Fairfax. Um, we have sold pi- we sold a pilot together to yeah, the we- National Broadcasting mm-hmm. Company mm-hmm. A, co- a few years ago. If Richard, you and I, mm-hmm. and Betsy were mm-hmm. at a concert tonight at Staples Center,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if we were going to see Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. At the Bank of California Stadium. Mm-hmm. Betsy could pick up the one woman that I would be attracted to in that stadium. Really? Yeah. She knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> and she knows my type. <laughs> she's put she's she's just seen all the nonsense. I've lived with Betsy Yeah. a few times. Oh many. And her husband, Adrian Winter. Yeah. Currently a writer on Grey's Anatomy. I have I, I, I live with them for the entire year two thousand fourteen. Yeah. So it wasn't just a kid And our thing. son,
1: and Owen. You live with Owen. all of us.
0: I'm the emergency babysitter sometimes for Mm -hmm. Owen Winter, so this is a big deal. So this is so I'm nervous for the first time on the Brando Cast. I am nervous because I have someone who I've Betsy and I have ostensibly done thousands of podcasts together. We just didn't Mm -hmm. hit record Mm -hmm. because that's how we hang. We just have fun fucking conversations about all kinds of subjects.
1: What kind of woman are you attracted to? Um okay. It's not hard to the type, by the way. It's like I'm not a scientist. He just <laughs> picks women who are identical every time. It's not like I I like I have some great insight. And he's tried to branch out to into blondes, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. He likes brunette, long straight hair, uh girl girl next were but hot. Uh. Tattoos is a plus.
0: <laughs> really? But she doesn't
1: have to have them, but that's nice. A little darkness, daddy issues. Mm. If dad has a drinking problem... Better. A, a plus, 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 a plus, plus, plus. I can
0: see it a mile away. That's my superpower. I can see it a mile yeah, away.
1: Yeah, some sort of a smiling through the pain. Mm. I need to be taken care of, but don't take care of me. Uh, thin jeans, t-shirt... You know,
0: punk rock Mia Sarah from Ferris Bueller, mm. that's yeah, Silver Sarah. Lake Mia Sarah from Ferris Bueller, yeah. Sloan Peterson. Yeah, that's who he was in Punk rock Sloan Peterson. Yeah. That's the type. But I mean, I don't even, Betsy and I have been so many places, so many restaurants together, so many events together and all we have to do, I just have to give her the look <laughs> and she knows, or she just has to give me the look like I saw her there again. she is. Yeah. 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 Every single time. Yeah. It's the best. And also, my life bill to Betsy is probably in the seven figures right now. <laughs> 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 With, we're talking meals, we're talking free rent, we're talking, yeah. God, endless booze, it's, it's endless good times, vacations. Yeah, a lot of good times. So here we go. So now we're gonna do the Brando Cast. Okay. We're actually gonna do this, and I'm a little nervous. We're having some cocktails, which I never do. So I'm gonna do this shot of Jameson. Oh, right nice. Salute. Salute. Yeah. Betsy bought a cheese plate.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought a cheese plate
0: Richard from knows Gelson's. Che- hey, Gelson's does it right. Studio City Gelson's? Yeah. They know what they're doing over there. Oh, yeah. They know how to do a cheese plate. Now, Richard knows this because when we do rock tales with Amit Zappa, uh, uh, and we've recorded about 25 of them, uh, these guys can drink cocktails without cheese plates. And I have <laughs> said many times before, we guys, can we at least get a cheese plate in here? <laughs> Really? some nuts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he this this gentleman over here did walk up the street to an undisclosed wine and cheese shop not not too far away. And yeah. he, he did it. he set me up one night. But it was like fuck you, you baby. You can do this without a cheese plate. <laughs> but tonight Betsy has brought us a cheese plate.
1: Has anyone ever brought anything to the Brando cast before? No, no you're, you you are you are number 1. It's just rude it's to come in without something.
0: I, 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 you would I, think.
1: They call it coming in Irish, but then I was told don't say it's that man. anymore.
0: I'm the one who always comes in Irish. I mean, so, you know. You don't. <laughs> well, lately, if, you've, <laughs> if you're really paying attention, I've been coming Irish a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coming on oh. Irish a lot. All right, so let's do this. And we have a twist tonight for you. Okay. Betsy, because you've listened to all the Brando casts.
1: Uh-huh. Number one fan.
0: And we have we have a twist tonight. And I'm not going to tell you what the twist is, because I think you're going to guess what the twist is as we roll along. It'll become <laughs> evident to you. Brando. <laughs> Oh. Are those uh, the reading
1: yeah. glasses you talk about?
0: <laughs> no, no. These those... are these are ninety-nine cent store specials that I got on the way down here because I forgot my reading glasses. You
1: got ripped off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they said like one all they have to say is one point seventy five or one point seven five. And Dr. Brando goes, Yeah, those are the ones that you should buy. <laughs> you What do they look like? They
1: look like the Mr. Potato Head glasses, but in black. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) That's what. Well, that's what I'm working with tonight. That's what. That's what I'm working with tonight. (laughs) Oh, Oh, here we go. It's time to start. This is gonna be a weird one. There's a twist to this. Okay. You know the song.
1: Yeah. Of course, Weird Science. Yeah.
0: Weird Science by Oingo Boingo. Yeah. So where? Why would I play Weird Science? Could you guess? We're going to do 80s movies? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, hot, 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 hot. You don't have to keep guessing because I'm just going to tell you that Weird Science is a 1985 American teenage comedy science fiction film written and directed by John... Hughes. It stars Anthony Michael Hall, Elan Mitchell Smith, and Kelly LeBrock as the girl they created. The title song was written and performed by American New Wave band Oingo Boingo.
1: But you didn't mention Bill Paxton.
0: I just realized that Bill Paxton was in He's the movie Chet. today. He's the brother. He's Chet. He's evil Chet. <laughs> He's evil Chet. Boy, was he over the top in that movie. I loved him so much. You did? That, I... I have
1: not seen that movie in uh, 65 years. Right. <laughs> so yes,
0: 1980, whatever me, did like Love Chet. 1985, Betsy Thomas liked
1: I think I thought Bill he was Paxton. funny.
0: You have to go back and watch because an hour okay. ago or an hour and a half ago, I watched a couple clips from Weird Science to just sort of like kind of remember it because I haven't seen it since 1985 either doesn't hold up no everybody is pushing it you as a director would have been like god who was there someone on set to tell them no (laughs) bill paxton as chet the brother was really pushing it yeah and he's a baby he's like 21 or 22 i mean a baby and pushing it
1: (laughs) i I do remember thinking this is a bad movie when i saw it yeah
0: yeah but whatever whatever you roll with it right um, 1985. Give me a portrait of oh. Betsy in 1985 because we didn't meet till 1987. So what is? A lot of, I know, a lot, a lot I know, I know before I met you, Brando. I know the stories. I know the history a little bit, but just give me a portrait what, of Betsy we, uh, Thomas is, in 1985.
1: Do you don't know when that came out in 85 85? because 85 is a big year. A lot happened to me in
0: 85. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best guess. Sometimes Richard looks this kind of stuff up. My best guess is spring. It's a teen comedy. Summer. Early, yeah. early summer, 85? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a winter movie.
1: Well, 85, I was finishing my freshman year at Northwestern University, where you also attended. Yes. And uh, But not at the same time, right. because I'm your older sister, as you've pointed out many sister. times. Sister. And uh, I was living in Allison Hall. Yes. I'm trying to the remember. The Virgin
0: Vaults, as oh. they called it.
1: Spring of that year, I was playing lacrosse for Northwestern University. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Uh, and my life was chaos.
0: Because the, the lacrosse team was doing poorly?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, they... I, you know, that's, the thing when I was on that lacrosse team, which was funny, is I was the... I wasn't really an athlete. I mean, I'm an athlete, but I'm not really an athlete. Like, athletes, like,
0: that's what they do. Right. and I'm I don't you weren't recruited to come to Northwestern to play the cross
1: no 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 and I was not
0: did you talk your way onto the team
1: a lesbian oh I did not
0: <laughs> she can say that well, I wasn't right but the they most were. of them were yeah. they were
1: and uh, I got somehow roomed with like the two team captains who were lesbians I got put in with like the seniors team I don't know why right and I instead would go when we would travel I would get into, I would find the boys and the beer
0: oh so you would find the fraternities uh, or, on or campus or baseball players so, or whatever okay so you would go to let's say Wisconsin because we've never really I think oh there's ever, no
1: Wisconsin lacrosse at that time we were east we were William and Mary we oh. were at University of Maryland Penn State oh. Penn Temple wow
0: that's what we were doing we never we've never and all the things that we've ever talked about we have not talked about your touring schedule as a lacrosse (laughs) player for northwestern but that's incredible so you had to you did a little mini romp through
1: i did i got I got i got a little peek into like college athletics which is really it's at northwestern in the 80s so it's not really college athletics right but you got a little peek into that yeah and you got the like there's a training facility, and I got hit once um, with a lacrosse ball at very high speed in the thigh. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's a serious contusion. They really worry about that, because it, 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 it was this, I mean, it was gigantic.
0: You had a giant purple welt. It was
1: the size of a melon. Wow. And you have, like, the trainers are like, you have to, like, ice it, you have to, like, um, whirlpool. And so we used all of the Dyke Stadium. That's what it was called then.
0: Right. D-Y-K-E. I did not make it up. D Y K E C H E. C H E.
1: And uh, the, I, so we use the football team's facilities. We worked out in the same facilities. It's a, that's a whole different world. Right. And they don't, and I was really much more, I used to love lacrosse when I was in high school. I was a very good student and athlete. And then I got to Northwestern and I found boys
0: and booze. And booze. Mm hmm. And, 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 and the marijuana devils, and, the devil's, and the devil's powder, mm-hmm. perhaps. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that was actually I think eighty. That's why I said when in eighty five, because I think that was mm-hmm. actually not till fall of eighty five.
0: Yes, and there and and part of the legend. And by the way, the kids legend. at home, this is one of my most successful friends. Period. <laughs> period. This person was asked to take a timeout from school. Correct. Mm-hmm. You were told by the powers of be Hey, Betsy, step away. <laughs> the brakes a little bit.
1: <laughs> you need to go away and reevaluate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cut to your wonderful home under construction in Studio City so everyone can fuck off. Or maybe that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. Because yeah. I remember, because here's how Betsy and I met. I'm going to tell this little story that's amazing. Because in my fraternity, so we are uh, a year and a half apart. When <laughs> Betsy came back to <laughs> school, we met in our acting class. We had the same acting teacher. And this is the beginning of my sophomore year. So I'm fully immersed in my fraternity SAE and the older guys like me because I'm a fucking amazing guy. <laughs> and I remember coming to the lunch table that the powers that be had in our fraternity basement. And I came up to the table and they were all sitting there. Paul Tilly, David Warner, David Fish Warner, Barry Crute, uh John Wickersham. And I was like, hey, guys, there's a girl in my acting class. And she says that she was friends with you guys. I think she like took a time out, but now she's back. And they're like, well, who, who's that? And I said, Betsy Thomas. And then all four of them went, ah!
1: <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> because they all had the, the that's the experience. what you want. They you all had, that.
0: Because they all had the experience of this at four in the morning. Get up! Get up, you fucking baby! I mean, can you believe it? You fucking at you baby It's not done. Who's going to bed, you fucking baby? Wow. Yeah. Especially all the guys that lived in the in the dorm called Elder. They all just remembered like Elder. Yeah, you can't go to bed until Betsy says it's time to go to bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was that was uh You know I burned it out. I mean I didn't burn it up, clearly I'm having a cocktail right now.
0: Um yeah, you didn't get you didn't become a friend of Bill. <laughs> no, no. That was not a part of One your reevaluation. Day. You One you, day. You, you took a timeout. <laughs> you took a timeout and maybe we'll maybe as we go along this road, maybe we'll Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah, by yeah, yellow. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're in nineteen eighty six and it's Ferris Bueller's Day off. Boom. It's an American teen comedy film written and co-produced and directed by John Hughes. The film stars Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller, a high school slacker who spends a day off from school in Chicago. It also saw uh, stars my number one celebrity crush of all time, Mia Sarah and Alan Ruck. Ferris Bueller, this is from the scene at the end when the evil principal is on the bus and he's on the bus with our friend Polly Noonan. Oh, that's right. Polly Noonan is the girl in the glasses in the back of the bus. Do you want
1: to hear a weird Polly Noonan thing? <laughs> yeah, tell me. This is really dull for anybody who doesn't know Polly Noonan. You and me.
0: Polly Noonan is Evanston royalty. Um, um, Evanston royalty. She's I just a, a cool it girl. That Adrian's
1: everyone... mom's aide. Yes, is also Polly Noonan's mom's aide.
0: Oh wow! In Chicago. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, Very that's random. A small world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, yeah. so you fig- have you figured out the puzzle of what we're doing yet? John Hughes movies. John Hughes movies. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. I knew you would get it in two. Yeah. We're doing John Hughes movies, but because the soundtracks, yeah, were always fucking unbelievable. And this is not. I, the, I picked. I picked my five. Uh, my five, and then I'm gonna we'll f- work it out with a, a sixth. But I picked my favorite songs from. John Hughes movies. I love it. And I hate Oingo Boingo, but anytime you hear that song, what's the first thing you think of is course, the movie? Of course, the movie, of course. And the same with this one.
1: I, who sang that? Yellow. Oh, right, Yellow.
0: They were a nerd new wave band. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where, so 1986 then. That's the year I got kicked out. That's the official year you got kicked that's
1: out. That's when they said, Kathy Martin said, you need to, you need to go and find yourself figure some stuff out
0: but she didn't say get sober or no. right <laughs> go to class 86 86 <laughs> right yeah that wasn't a, that wasn't a thing then it wasn't a thing then
1: she knew that i was she knew that all of this was a byproduct that I was not happy with what I was studying and I was not pursuing what I wanted. What she was studying? fantastic. What were you studying? My dad wanted to meet me to be an engineer. Oh no, no, not no, that kind, no. not the cool kind that is in Hollywood and right. does stuff on sound boards, whatever that is. Right. Not that sound engineer, not that
0: he wanted you to build buildings. E, oh, who knows? Highways in Michigan? Betsy's from Mechanical Detroit. Mechanical engineers. engineers.
1: Mm-hmm. Who knows?
0: I don't know. Is really. that because it's practical? Yes. Right.
1: I was very good at math, and he somehow was like, do the sensible, practical thing. You're going to Northwestern. You're going to come out and make a lot of money as a female engineer. Mm-hmm. I think if I'd said medicine, he would have been fine with
0: that, too. Right.
1: But not theater.
0: Because your father, the late Ward Thomas, yeah. God rest his soul, mm-hmm. was, was a... American man. Yeah. <laughs> An American man who built a big company and a big family. self-made fought and fought, self-made. In the, fought in the
1: second world war. Yes, he did. Amazing. Old incredible shit that he did in the second world war.
0: Incredible shit. What, what incredible did shit? I ever did I tell war- you this? No, tell me now.
1: My dad, who did not talk about, but maybe, <laughs> My dad, who did not talk about the war growing up, at one point he did finally start to, because I would find weird, like, swords. Like, right. I'd be looking okay. for an old stuffed animal and find, like, a fucking World War II sword. I'd be okay. like, what is this? And I'd be like, put that back. And then. Something um, he
0: took from a dead man?
1: No, I'm going to tell you where he gets this shit. So, my dad's mother, my grandmother was German, and my, pa- my grandparents met in World War I. When my grandfather, my father's father, was a GI in World War I from Indiana, stationed over there. Wow. Met my grandmother. The story that we always Grandmother's knew- Grandmother's German. German. Oh. From um, Andernach, Germany. They met. The story we heard was they met, they fell in love, they got married at the cathedral in Kern, which is spelled Cologne, but it's Kern, mm-hmm. Germany, mm-hmm. and then they moved over here. We've since found out since ancestry, Ancestry.com came along, and we actually saw Ships Manifests, That he knocked her up and they were not married. Oh, isn't that fun? And that they moved over here not married, but they got married and then they had kids. I'm really sorry if my cousins are listening to this. I'm sorry. I'm 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 whatever.
0: But grandma, grandma, uh, great grandma was pregnant with my
1: aunt Isabel. Wow. So they met there. So my grandmother was German, right? And so my grandfather spoke German. He because he she spoke it in the house. And I I always remember I like Grandma Thomas and she kind of had a mustache. Maiden name? Uh, Kunster. Yeah. And, uh, but my, but evidently, the Laura's she was real tough. She was a real German fucking tough battle axe. Yeah. Like mean tough. Okay. Brutal. Not so physically, but war, just br- brutal. Ward's mom was tough. She was tough. So, um, my dad spoke German. So, when he went into World War II at 18, sort of towards the end of the war, he was stationed, he did his basic training, then he was in England, and he was, then he was in Paris waiting for an assignment, and he was in Versailles, actually, because he said he would go into Paris and, um, and took a train, and I think he had a, developed some sort of a crush on a woman who was French that he saw on this train every day, because okay. he would go into Paris and go to museums and stuff while he was waiting to find out what he was supposed to do. Right. Long story short, he gets his job Is to go in as the allies take back towns because he spoke German and figure out what the fuck happened there and help people sort stuff out. Whoa. So as a result, when they were going through France, Germany, whatever, and they were taking back towns and taking back areas, he stumbled upon prisoner of war camps. Uh Uh-oh. And he stumbled upon all sorts of things. And all and so people would give him things. I think there were maybe soldiers that would give him things in gratitude for Thus the swords, freeing them.
0: Swords, capes, Yes, all pistols, sorts of weird
1: stuff like that. Medallions. Yeah. So in Band of Brothers, that show, there was actually an episode about one of the guys who did the exact job my father did. It was so crazy. It finally was like, oh, I get what he did there. And so he had a Jeep. Here's another part of the story that's kind of interesting. So he had a Jeep because he was going around. So he had access to jeep. 18 year old kid driving through World War II Europe in a Jeep. He always would brag that he knew how to uh, change a tire really fast because he was used to doing it while being shot at.
0: Holy Christ.
1: So 18 years old, he... Goes to find his mother, his grandmother, his grandmother, his grandfather, his mother's family, who was in Germany, in Andernach, which is a small town on the Rhine River. He goes, he's met his grandparents once when he was four years old. They came to the States and he met them. And that's the only time he's ever met them. And he goes and finds them and knocks on the door in Andernach, Germany. And she answers the door. And she says, I knew you would come, and starts crying. Whoa. This is the tale. Whoa. And they were all starving to death. Because if you recall, the Germans burned all of the fields. They burned all food sources because they didn't want the allies to get them, starving their own people. Wow. So my father, for the next month, finds food, gets army rations, and drives it four hours to Andernach, Germany, to give it to them to try to keep, like, ten members of that family alive. Which he does. How heavy is that? That's a movie. That's a movie. That's, that's are, are you buying it, Richard? Can <laughs> <laughs> you write a check? It.
0: <laughs> Richard might be able to set you... Well, you might... I mean, you just get on the phone with... Well there's a strike. Well it's so complicated. <laughs> it's right so now. complicated. It's Betsy's so on the WGA board right now too. Yeah. Betsy's a, a board member. But it's holy sort of crap. Like you that. never told me that. It's I sort think, of like changing this is a tire. How amazing. In the yeah. in the countless stories. The I mean, countless. it's an infinite number of stories. We've talked about stories. Alan Allman,
1: and we never talked about that. Holy Christ balls. Yeah. Intense, right? And so I picture that. I remember my dad was 18 years old. That's heavy duty, heavy
0: duty stuff. May I say, there was a time when you once said to me, you know, my dad, you know, he has a couple Budweiser's before he goes to bed. And I think I said... You know, he was like 87 at the time. And I'm like, you know, he's earned it. It's, 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 you he know. Didn't, he had, no, my dad at that time was having two bottles of wine before. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So not so a couple Budweiser's. He Budweiser, well, still bed earned was it. it. He still earned it. Oh,
1: yeah. No, he was starting having two bottles of wine at 2 p.m.
0: Oh, because yeah, bed yeah. was at 7. Sure. I mean, there's a point where you, when you're past Al Anon and AA, you know what I mean? It's like.
1: He, <laughs> my dad was a great drinker in but, the sense that he would drink a 12 pack on Saturday afternoon while doing all the yard work and then football and then he had to watch Ohio State because that's where he went. And then, and then the scotch. And then, and then it was scotch. And I remember growing up, and you know the story, that I remember my dad drank scotch and water out of a Ohio State basketball glass. And he called it fire water. That was what I was, knew it was called. But then you kind of learned that when he came in the driveway, you sort of laid low until you heard the little clink, 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 clink. <laughs> and then that, you waited. That sound for
0: adult children of alcoholics is very, <laughs> is, is a known thing.
1: You waited for that to happen. And then like, and then usually you could kind of emerge.
0: But he, but he's an anomaly because you guys, you didn't grow up in a trailer park. No. nope. he did well. He built a, he built a big company. He built yeah, a big family. he had a,
1: a good yes, he had a very he did eight fine. kids and successful mayor of our town. And
0: you went to Detroit Country Day. You guys weren't like yeah,
1: we did, we fleeing in
0: the middle of the night because dad hadn't paid rent for three months.
1: <laughs> no, my yeah. dad, and he was very loving. Yeah, I have, I think a, a, a decent amount of self confidence and feel. Have pretty Healthy relationships with the men in my life.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's which it's, is
1: why I will always. I can continue drinking because
0: <laughs> he did it, so I'm fine. Do you need a timeout to do a refill? Should we do a we pause? Can. You
1: tell me when. And no, I you will. tell me when because uh,
0: we just pause and then we just come right back to it. Oh, you want to take a pause? And, well, and now right I feel
1: challenged to, to like keep going for another minute. Well, I'll tell
0: you what. Well, I'll tell you what. That's an incredible story, by the way. <gasps>
1: I I like this one. I
0: know. I like this one. We'll discuss this and then we'll then we'll take a pause and then we'll have another cocktail break. Great.
1: I'm gonna have some cheese.
0: Because this is a this is a huge one. Yeah, you can have some cheese while I tell the kids at home that Pretty in Pink is a 1986 American teen comedy. It's about love and social cliques in American high schools. It's a cult classic. Commonly referred to as a Brat Pack film. It was directed by Howard Deutsch. Oh, he didn't direct it. Produced by Lauren Schuller-Donner and written by John Hughes. So John Hughes didn't direct Pretty and Pink, but he wrote it. And he also served as a co-EP. It was named after the song by the Psychedelic Furs, who I fucking love. And it stars Molly Ringwald, Andrew McCarthy, Bader and your neighbor John Cryer as the, ducky. the legendary ducky. ducky. What a big one! Also an al on film because Harry Dean Stanton was Molly Ringwald's dad, and he was just an alcoholic who stayed in bed all day. Yeah, he was so <laughs> good. That's her issues. I Cut. love that movie. We're Did you talk say about, Annie Potts? Is Annie Potts in? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think so. Oh, okay, at
0: the record store. Yeah. <laughs> Put your nose <laughs> It's amazing. Pretty Pink. I i think I watched it two years ago. I think we need to watch it. Do you think your son would enjoy any of these movies? Ferris Bueller? Yeah, or... he's seen it. Oh, he's seen Ferris Bueller?
1: Loved it.
0: Because Ferris Bueller made me want to go to Northwestern. I knew I wanted to go to Northwestern, but I, when I saw Ferris, I was like, I got to go there. I want to be in this world that John Hughes is chronicling.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he loved it. We watched it. We for a while when Adrian was shooting that Man with a Plan show, Friday nights was our time together, me and Owen, and we would do go to dinner. Right. Again, trying to pass it on the tradition, Mom have a martini. Yeah. Like the waiter would come to the table and he'd say, "Mom, you want a martini?" When he was nine. <laughs> and. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and um, Hi, I'm Owen. Hi, <laughs> Owen. <laughs> but we would have a lovely dinner. It would be our dinner date, and then we'd go home and we'd do movies. Great. And I did Ferris Bueller. He I, he loved it.
0: I, I, I had to watch the end of Pretty in Pink to get ready for this. And I was kind of blown away a little bit because I had forgotten that basically Molly Ringwald is torn between Spader and McCarthy for a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. Correct. But also Ducky is in love with her. So she goes to prom with Ducky. God bless him. And then she resolves all her issues for McCarthy when she sees McCarthy and Ducky bows out. And then McCarthy goes home with, with the big Walt. And it's, so, it's so meta and so deep and so. Yeah. Like, and by the way, Cryer has probably done the best of all of them.
1: Cryer is so good in that movie.
0: He's incredible. He's ducky. He
1: found so many layers, I think. I haven't seen it since whatever year it came out.
0: Well, he kind of, he's almost, and I say this to my dear gay friends, but he's almost gay. He's like right. an effeminate new wave guy. He's not like cool. He's not a cool new wave. guy. No, he's guy. supposed to be nerdy. He's very nerdy, but he he he's almost asexual. It's a very interesting thing.
1: He has a really nice house. <laughs> <laughs> Ducky does fine.
0: Well, here's two, how that two and a half men. Just I mean, good Duc- lord, three Ducky's and a half men fine. or two and a half men? Three. And a half? He's
1: never. John cries. Not going. He's not listening. No, no. John is he, never sl- not on his cell phone on Twitter. Right. He wa- no. he has a dog named Norman and he walks the dog and he's constantly on his phone, And to the point
0: I, 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 he, I don't I worry he's going to run into the street. He's a good Twitter follow, by the way, and he and he he's talks talk. a lot. We, we like him. We should invite him over to the the homestead.
1: Sometime. Okay.
0: I don't know. I have said hi to him walking the dogs too because sometimes when I help out and walk your dogs, I st- that guy walks around your undisclosed location neighborhood <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Betsy lives. Can I just say to the people at home? There's a Betsy lives in a very wonderful neighborhood that's filled with some f- wonderful Los Angeles characters like Bagley Junior.
1: Yeah. Hey, Ed had a party recently. <laughs>
0: he did. I love Ed. Yes.
1: He's my neighbor, catty corner, and he's a great guy. I love Ed, and he had a party recently. And they had valet parking, and we were annoyed because we...
0: People, he didn't force everyone to show up to his party on bikes?
1: He's... No. He he should. He's usually really good about, like, hey, I'm having a party. I'll put a little note in your box. He didn't. And evidently, I heard from another neighbor... That it was like Warren Beatty was there, like it was bonkers. Celebrity, oh, it's
0: bonkers. It's it's Begley Jr. He's he he ran with the wolves way back in the in the late sixties and early seventies. He's nah. like an old school Dantana's, Harry Dean Stanton, Jack Nicholson kind of guy. I think he might wear a uniform. <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? You know, how there's people in your life that wear a uniform, and I don't mean like yours, which is just rock t-shirt and jeans.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I, and then if you're not feeling it, your Adidas sweats. Like I, I, I'm not talking about that uniform. That's, I'm saying I wear like, those
0: sweats because I'm fat now. That's why I wear those sweats because <laughs> oh, the belts I mean. belts cut into the gut. Anyway, I hear what you're saying. So what's Beckley's uniform?
1: I think it's khakis and a white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, sneakers, because he's always pedaling on his always bike. Always on
0: his bike, Richard. It's unbelievable. He is always on his <laughs> bike. Or
1: he, like, drives his leaf by, and he'll, like, slow down and roll down the window. Loving the house. Love the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you're like, okay, yeah, awesome, Ed. We'll give you a tour. <laughs> but he's always wearing that. <laughs> so I think it's, like, his uniform. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen the man in jeans.
0: Is that right? I think he's a khakis guy. That's amazing. You know, Adrian's like that. You never see that guy no, in jeans. you don't see your husband in jeans. No, he's a khakis guy. And he's also like a, a pants guy. Oh, Meaning like it could be a different colored pant. He's not afraid of wearing like a dark blue pant or, he's, a, he's, or, or it, a dark it, green pant. Oh no, he likes those. Yeah. He likes a
1: red, like a brick red. Why doesn't he wear jeans? He's he's wow. an odd. Your husband? He, he really, I... It takes everything, you know, like, um, what's the under and stranger things? What's that underworld?
0: The upside down. Upside
1: down world. Right. right. He could slip into that, <laughs> but that his upside down world is just 80 year old man. Yeah. Like I am, I'm the only thing standing between him and eighty year old man.
0: You saved. He would your husband. be. At- you saved your husband, who has a, who has a wonderful career, who's an incredible writer and an incredible improviser. But I feel like you swooped into his life at a very specific time because left to his own devices, he might still be in that studio apartment with a chair and a television and a game console.
1: He. He might have gone insane.
0: <laughs>
1: he, he would. It, he left. He, he, left is going, he has
0: gone insane. Yeah, but in a different way. But you're there.
1: I'm his tether to to mankind. He
0: would, yes.
1: He would be a hundred percent a hoarder and a hermit. Yes. Without Absolutely.
0: me. Speaking of that, is it time to hoard some cocktails? Yeah. You want to take a pause? Yeah. Okay. Hey, we're back from a cocktail break. It's the very first on the Brando cast. A cocktail Why, we making have break. A cocktail making break. Betsy is having
1: Tito's and soda.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was hung over the other night. We hung out on Friday nights. Yeah. And we, uh, I did an emergency babysit for own winter and we watched three Bob's burgers, <laughs> which is incredible. Yeah, that's and right. Such a good show yeah. uh, that our dear friend, Wendy Molyneux is, is a part of, um, and uh, and we had a couple cocktails and i and i woke up on saturday morning like hey that's cuz you don't do it enough that, uh, but do with you guys
1: you do and then you but you're you got all those other friends <laughs>
0: <laughs> who don't <laughs> who don't but if who you keep, do what i do you're <laughs> fine
1: i'll have these i'll go home I have a scotch i I have, a, I have to get up at 6 i got to be at superstore at 6:45 i'm
0: going to be good to go you're an anomaly people you can't you are an Al Anon uh, trigger. Uh, you, you, <laughs> people would not know what to do with you because, again, this is one of my most. I, I would say, I mean, I know some people that have hit the weird, have gotten the weird brass ring.
1: Oh, no, I, have, I don't have any of
0: that. But you've done incredibly well. So let me just say fine. that, that, that the, the, the devil's poison has not uh, knocked you off your path. No. It hasn't.
1: Although, maybe I would be. In the stratosphere, <laughs> if I didn't have this. I mean, maybe this is holding me back, and this is the version of holding back.
0: I, look, some people can't do it, but we're, we're doing fine. We got to be at I'm what fine. time do we have to be at Superstore tomorrow?
1: <laughs> I got to be, well, it's a 7 a.m. call, but I want to get some eggs, so I'm going to get there about 6.40 Oh,
0: it, meaning they'll have some eggs set oh, up on full, the craft service? No, no, they'll have a full catered breakfast. How is the Superstore? Uh, They're fantastic. Catered? Are they really? Oh,
1: no, I, I thought you meant like the, the show. I was like, oh, it's great. This is my third. This is my third one. Third directing superstore, mm-hmm. fantastic.
0: But you were asking about the catering. I, think. I was asking. Catering's about the catering. good. <laughs> catering good. It's fine.
1: Are you? Did you want me to get you He's a drive on? Right. <laughs> so, so get so me a drive on. Is that why you're asking?
0: Get me a drive on, and I'll just slip in. Uh, you know, but if you if you need if you need an employee well, who looks look like, like a, he was in your eye Heap, you don't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, a featured that extra? takes
1: place in St. Louis, Richard. Wait, it does? Super Superstore takes place yeah. in, where Richard Chaltinger is I've never
0: seen it. I mean, it's, it's funny, it's you should.
1: Show. Wouldn't that work? No, NBC.
0: Okay. The Peacock. Betsy and I wrote a, a, a pilot a few years ago for the Peacock called So Not 30 about a collection of people, of, of close, close friends from college who decide to live together again in their early 40s. It was very good.
1: It, I thought so too, and I just heard Lust for Life the other day, and I was thinking about that opening credit sequence, and we wrote for, to go with Lust for Life. And it was yep. so good.
0: Which Lust for Life goes well with anything. It's it was an about, incredible song.
1: There was a character in it, Richard, a guy whose name was Dez. And Dez <laughs> had just sort of run out of road. Like he just stopped making money and. Just stuff had not panned out. I forget what his job was that never, but he was, everybody loved him. He was great. He's hilarious. He's fantastic. And so he ends up like he, the, the kind of, it's like you have, and he has to move in with his friends and he shares a room with their son. And then it's like, he's got to get a job. And we have a scene where he goes and applies at Trader Joe's. And this was all really, all that was Brennan working out.
0: <laughs> Can
1: I apply to Trader Joe's?
0: Yeah. That's all that was. You still haven't done it. Still haven't pulled the trigger on that.
1: And I think you'd really like them. I think it'd be a nice community for you. <laughs> they seem to have a lot of camaraderie. I think so. Although there's one guy at my Trader Joe's that I, I think is kind of a dick. And I find him fighting with a lot of the other Trader joes
0: Studio City Trader Joe's? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: He's been there a long time. Okay. And then the other day, he said something very creepy when I walked by. To you? Couldn't tell if it was... Uh-oh. If it was like, he was like singing along the lyrics, but he kind of was looking at me a little bit lecherously. And Uh-oh. as, as you know, I'm a very old woman. So that is strange.
0: You're but you're still foxy. <laughs> Age is I, just a number. I was fishing, so thank you. Okay, <laughs> just so fishing. wait a minute. What 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 was the comment? Did you remember what I the don't, comment was? He was
1: singing along. I don't know, but I was like, "Creepy Trader Joe's guy."
0: Well, usually you get "Hip to Be Square" by Huey Lewis in Studio City <laughs> Trader Joe's. So, what did you get? Or, I don't or, or know. "Like a Prayer" Madonna. What did you? They're always I playing.
1: Me, I know it was all that sort of Jack shit. I don't FM. know. I don't know, but
0: but you felt a, a little Me Too movement kind of. Moment. I felt
1: a little like you know when um, like when Bill Murray is is in Caddyshack, he's like washing the ball and watching those old ladies play golf, and he's sort of yes, that's what it felt like.
0: Oh, I was one of the old ladies. Oh, Studio City Trader Joe's guy. <laughs> that's lame. I can't work there now. You've now my only choice is Toluca Lake. I have reasons why you can't work in any of them. Okay, good. That are based on
1: reasons I've decided you've cooked up. And I'm happy to go through that when you're ready.
0: Well, we need, to deal, we need to deal with this. Yes. Critically important song. OMD. Well, this is from the scene. Yeah. Where Ringwald decides that yeah. McCarthy's going to be your guy. It's so good. This is playing. I mean, this is... And by the way, to the world, I say I love... Everyone knows I love Maiden. Everyone knows I love Rush, AC/DC, Van Halen. Love me. OMD. Do you really? OMD's, OMD's totally underrated. I agree. The girls, Anola Gay. I agree. Fucking underrated, but, but this. I song, don't care that much. This is such an iconic moment from Pretty in Pink. Let me put on my Mr. Potato Head glasses, <laughs> wow. so I can read. If You Leave by OMD was also featured in Pretty in Pink. Most importantly, in the final scene when Ringwald leaves Ducky for Andrew McCarthy. And by the way, Cryer look- plays it so well when he <laughs> when he loses his girl. You look like
1: when 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 they put glasses on a dog and it's a meme. <laughs> That's what it looks
0: like. <laughs> so you're saying the 99-cent store glasses are not going to work on Tinder? <laughs> or I, 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 I'm
1: not on, on any of those sites, but I don't think you should cop to reading glasses at all.
0: I'm too fat to be on those sites, so I don't I don't know what works or what doesn't anymore, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I forgot my glasses. Richard has been through this on this podcast again and again and again. So I stopped at the 99 cent store on La Brea and below, you know, the one. There's bah, one right bah. here on Vine. 99 cent store? Yeah. There's one on Vine? Isn't there? No, that's that's general dollar or do, that's Dollar Tree. What's the difference? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're a connoisseur.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like the 99-cent store in Lebra. It's, it's 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 one of the best ones. The one in on Lancashire is incredible, by the way.
1: The one by the BMW dealership, <laughs> yes. because
0: that's what I know. And Mini <laughs> and Mini Cooper of uh, yeah. Studio of Universal City. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Hey, I want to say something really important about Andrew McCarthy. Tell me. So I never liked him. i never did like i i i I saw you
0: felt him ooky no when you saw him in movies
1: no i just was like i don't get it he's not sexy at all he's Mm not i'm not in him because I i mean i saw class at the theater right i'm old i've seen every single one of these every single thing that happened every moment that andrew mccarthy's been involved in at the theater yes he never did it for me. As a <laughs> matter of fact, to the point, to the extent when that's like pretty and pink, love it. But I was like, I, I'm. I, he doesn't feel any sexier than Ducky to me. That's always how I felt about him.
0: True. Right.
1: I felt he was overrated as an actor. I was like, blah. Right. Recently, I watched St. Almost Fire on a plane. Yes. I had some cocktails. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking watch St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I fell in love with him. Why? I don't know, but now I love him deeply and I would like to work with him. So y- you Andua totally McCarthy, can. If uh, you are if you are hearing this, I would like to develop something with you. Put put him on Mad About You. I'm not on Mad About You. Anymore. I just directed three <laughs> and I,
0: all right, then develop with Andrew McCarthy.
1: I think he's actually great.
0: Is he directing now too? Is he no, directing I think, TV? Was he
1: on scandal? Richard, Richard will know this. He'll find this out, but I feel like he was on scandal or he did some sort of, or maybe like a, like some kind of a Shonda ish. Oh, okay. I feel like he did sure. a little bit of a something on that? Not right. crazy. He, I don't he think he was crazy. directing.
0: Oh, he is. Yeah. yeah, That's what I thought. I thought the he was. Blacklist, Condor, uh, New Amsterdam night players. Yeah. Good girls. Wow, McCarthy. So he's in that NBC but, drama thing. Yeah, but I uh, but it's time for him to come back because uh, Spader's had a good run. Well, Blacklist. Blacklist.
1: I think Andrew McCarthy was great. I thought he was great in in, in St. Elmo's Fire, which is not a good
0: movie. Yeah, well, that didn't, I mean, the song uh, St. Elmo's Fire by John Parr did not make this list because it's not a John Hughes movie. No. But it was a John Hughes-ish movie. Mm-hmm. I confess. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that was when we first got our taste of Andy McDowell being
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> and and Rob Lowe, who you've also worked with.
1: No, I've not worked with him.
0: You, but I you met almost him developed once. with him. Yes, correct? I met him once. Right. I met him once. You That's... met him ostensibly to develop with him. Yeah. Yeah. Lowe was in St. Elmo's Fire. Yes, he was. Yeah. What's St. Elmo's Fire about?
1: A group of a group of a post-Georgetown collegiates that stay in Georgetown, and they're trying to find their way, and they each have their things, and Judd Nelson is with Ali Sheedy, who's mm-hmm. a total Brando girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, she um, was. She was.
1: And, and, and that, they are together living in a fabulous loft, but secretly andrew mccarthy their best friend their brando yes although he's not irresponsible although he kind of is he's sort of lost he's kind of ummilish,
0: actually <laughs> to be honest and he former boyfriend of betsy and
1: he uh he's secretly in love with they think he's gay and it's not that he's secretly in love with ali sheedy
0: sure wow that's tough but it's post-college it's
1: about that year post-college right and Demi Moore is fantastic in it, and I—I'm gonna say I think it holds up. Now uh, people are gonna wow. write people are gonna write letters, and I—I I look forward to reading them.
0: So it's just vignettes of, of post college life. No, there's all stories. There is a story. There's oh, an A story and yeah. a B story oh. and a C story. Yes. And you, as a professional storyteller, felt like it was pretty solid constructed. Yes. Okay.
1: I think it holds up.
0: Okay. God, there, there's no Joel question. Joel
1: Schumacher, I think, directed it. Really? I might be wrong. Richard might correct me, but I think he did. Who ended up becoming a gigantic
0: director. Joel Schumacher. Pelican Breeze Is Brief, Downey and, Jr. in St. Elmo's Fire? No, you want him
1: to be, but he's not.
0: Where would he go? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: He'd have to be Judd Nelson or Rob Lowe.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine the waiting rooms, the, the hallways back then in the 80s with all of those guys going into those rooms together?
1: Do you remember when Ju- uh, when Downey Jr. pulled up in his Porsche?
0: At our house. At our house at Ogden. Let me just set this up for some people. Because in the very early 90s, one of the first things that Betsy Thomas wrote was a play called Us and Them. And it was about a young woman living with three guys in a house. And it was based on our life. And I got to play myself in the play. And we were the basically the first play that was in the Hudson Theater in Hollywood, California, which is a great little theater. And the play featured Anne Heche. Playing the role of Betsy. She's <laughs> done okay. Betsy. This is pre-Ellen Ann oh, Uh Dana Ashbrook from uh, Twin Peaks uh, played one of the roommates. Donovan Leach, son of Donovan and brother of Ioni Sky, he was also one of the roommates in me. And we also had celebrity cameos every night, Richard. And Matt Roth. Have, and Matt Roth. Was not a roommate. Was not a roommate, but he was the friend who would come over. And every night we would have celebrity cameos the, as like the pizza delivery people or the Mormons coming to the door. I said
1: that to Richard Kind when I worked with him just now. I was like, "Do you remember when you came and on did Mad my About play?" You? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was kind. like, "What?" Yeah. He and I was did. like, "Yeah, you did." And I don't remember you were with some guy and you played Mormons, and I don't remember the he other guy. A couple name.
0: times, Jason Priestley did, Lori Metcalf did. Mm-hmm. It was a great, it was a great, great time. So we were hanging out with Donovan Leach in the early '90s, and Donovan Leach is one of these characters who knows. Every fucking person in Hollywood. And he was friends with Downey. Mm-hmm. And one day Donovan was hanging out at our house. That's why Downey pulled up in his convertible car in front of our house at Porsche. 1339. Porsche? There's a convertible Porsche. Nice. 1339 North Ogden. Uh, just north of Fountain. Was was his Where hair we, frosted? I don't know. I feel like his hair was frosted. I'm seeing an image of Downey in frosted hair in a convertible Porsche. Less than zero really bummed me out. <laughs> <laughs> that that really bummed me out. I
1: love Downey. I think he's
0: awesome. I do too. He's a national but treasure.
1: That that movie bummed me out.
0: Yeah, well he that he was also like super he was also living the less than zero life as know, he was. Making that I know,
1: movie. I know. It bummed me out.
0: That movie probably doesn't Okay. It probably doesn't hold up. Well, this is my, this is my number one. Yeah, of course. As we've gone through it. This is my number one. I don't even have to talk about what this is.
1: Would you say this was your number one? No, Ferris's number one movies. Number Ferris movie?
0: of all the John Hughes movies, Ferris is by far my favorite. Uh, by far my favorite movie of the John Hughes things. But I
1: don't know. Breakfast this Club is pretty goddamn good. This too. one's real
0: close. Real close.
1: I would say, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. And super iconic.
1: Right below Ferris.
0: But this, to me, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds, is the best song used in a John Hughes movie, period. It is so beyond iconic. They didn't like it. You know the the story is Simple Minds? They didn't really care for the song. I don't think they wrote it. It wasn't a Simple Minds kind of song. Because they were super new wave. They were like, I love Simple Minds. Yeah. They were on their way to... I always thought they were going to be as big as YouTube. And this hit was sort of like imposed on them a little bit. Imposed? Well, they were reluctant to do it. Until they got the check? (laughs) Yeah, Richard knows. Richard knows how checks can change the opinion of a musician who's written a song that becomes a hit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Checks... Change all of our... Checks change everything. Except for you,
1: Brando. You've really kept to your integrity. <laughs> Good job. <laughs>
0: yeah, great. <laughs> um, great.
1: I Did they do Promise You a Miracle? Was
0: that... Promise You a Miracle? That's a giant Simple mind yeah. song. That, that's more like They're, what they were.
1: The tr- that was where they were headed. That's where and they then, were headed.
0: New Wavey. And then they hit this and it's giant. Uh, and it big. becomes their biggest song. And they played it live aid. This song was written by Keith Forsey and Steve Schiff. I bet they live out in Woodland Hills. Oh, well, they're way richer than Woodland Hills. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't? What about the nice part of Woodland Hills? No, Woodland was, Hills is really nice. I know, but the, the way they you were talking about song. The, the, the the hilly part of Woodland Hills. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Where like the, the cool old 70s style ranch homes yeah. are. Yeah,
1: is that where you live,
0: Richard? It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean sexy hot. No. 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 Um, yeah, you but know, Breakfast you, Club is incre- an incredible movie. It's
1: incredible. that All that stuff was so iconic for both of us. And, but you know what? Here's the thing about you I and me. I think I saw The Breakfast Club at the Evanston Theater, and I'm not kidding. Did you really? I think I did. Damn. I don't know. What year was it?
0: The Breakfast Club came out in the year of our Lord, 1986. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to Northwestern in the fall of 1986. I feel like that would have been a spring...
1: I don't know if it was spring. I was kicked out, so
0: I was. <laughs> so maybe you saw in Palm was, Springs.
1: No, I would have been or in you Michigan took your then. Oh, I was you still in Michigan okay. then. Okay. Before I went to Palm Springs for the for sabbatical. the dark days, for mm-hmm. the dark days, the dark, dark, dark Palm Springs days.
0: Yeah, Betsy has a. We don't have really time for this on the on the podcast, but Betsy has a Palm Springs chapter. Maybe you need to write that eighties movie. Part I already two. started. You did.
1: Remember we but, talked about it.
0: And you have started.
1: Well. I put some index cards on a
0: wall. <laughs> <laughs> you put some index cards on a wall. So
1: yeah, I started.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're doing fine. I'm fine. It's all fine. What song from the 80s would you put in your movie? I mean, I'm, I'm laying a oh, heavy... Oh, in that movie
1: that I, I movie think about it all the time.
0: Possibly, yeah. What movie would Betsy Thomas put in her Betsy Thomas What
1: movie? music? Uh... Well, I think about that all the time about that. Well, I, this is not 80s, but I always, there's like, I always have wanted Van Halen. Everybody wants some. Everybody I always wants them. have, I have a particular thing for that.
0: Can you tell but me the scene? But it's not the right. Can you give me a, a yeah. hint of a scene? Yeah. Tell me.
1: It's when she gets to college after like being, she's this good kid and. She's crying to her boyfriend at the very beginning of the movie.
0: Her high school boyfriend.
1: High school boyfriend. They're like crying about being separated. He's at is at you know Eastern Michigan, and they're like crying, and she's going off to school, and they're like, "Oh my god, I love you so much. I love you so much too. Oh my god, I'm never. I'm gonna call you as soon as I get there." <laughs> then you just cut to oh, her, yeah, you're and fine. her face like
0: kids drinking. And it's just what I
1: my view of
0: the fraternity quads at yeah, North, right at Northwestern.
1: At Northwestern in September, which was just
0: yeah, outside drinking, Dude, Sh-wank-wank. just
1: got shirtless guys playing basketball mm, and guys just drinking on their porches and playing frisbee and barbecuing and yeah,
0: party, schwang
1: rang, and just my realization of like mm, gang. Oh, oh, oh my oh, god oh, oh, oh. All this is possible?
0: Right You can't get romantic <laughs> on the subway line Watching two young dudes do coke Yeah Right I love it that's good. Oh, God, <laughs> I
1: was trying to think of the others that I, I do think about this a lot. Oh, I, th- you know what I think about all the time is, uh, I think it'd be a nice romantic song for that is Yaz. Only you. Oh, wow. It'd be a fun little wow. romantic song for wow. that movie. Don't wow. steal it. People listening. Aunt Jean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Jean doesn't write movies. I know. Um, I like it.
1: Yeah. I was, th- I, was th- I was listening to some Yaz recently. Wow. I dig out my, I do a lot of 80s cause I got 80s on eight. Yeah, on, and, well, the 80s on 8 Sirius. on Sirius XM. Yeah, play yes every once in a while. Oh, you get some situation Decide. regular do, 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 and new wave, do, 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 do. and those two like kind of go right back and forth. So you get you get a lot of. But I haven't heard only you. You get a lot of Dear God XTC. That's that's a big. I don't know where that goes in my movie.
0: But Dear God might be in the movie.
1: I don't know where it goes exactly
0: yet. It, it, I where found she's it. having her dark night of the but soul. Where I I
1: have all that 86 where I got kicked out. The cocaine. The downtown. The all that i think about that time with with when i was ha- we were hanging out with robert and that whole time mm-hmm. that was like elvis costello pump it up that was also all that other 80s stuff of like um, like swing out sister and pet Break shop out. boy yes, Don't stop yes. Too much. it's all that stuff okay. and like pet shop boys west end girls. and yes
0: see west end girls could play when you go to an adult party after you've been kicked out of school and you go to your first adult party Oh Do you know what I'm saying Like where Now you're in the real world Yeah And people are They're partying But they're partying on An adult level You know what I mean yeah. Like there's no wine coolers I feel coolers. like I was there's doing There's no that. Sun Country Wine coolers going on But there's I feel no, like I
1: was doing that Wasn't sure. I
0: You were Oh no you definitely were Okay You definitely were But I also but that's not why I'm saying The Pet Up Boys Could be in that kind of Like when you go to a fancy uh, condo Downtown Chicago This character After she's gotten a job Waiting tables Yeah At a, at a place in Boys Town Well, that's and she's got an apartment on Belmont and and Sheffield or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then it's that it's that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. That's a good pitch.
0: (laughs) I can still pitch. I'll put it in my movie. I'm no longer a writer. I can still pitch on
1: the soundtrack. I can't afford. I love it. On the movie I haven't written. It's all going in there.
0: You need to write it. Well, you got some cards down. Um, I got cards. I'm fine. Do you know that I've been I've been putting a timer on this? Is it over? We're oh shit. We're rounding we're rounding third base. We're rounding third base. We're rounding third base. I don't know. I'm really, out of songs. I, I mean, I I wanted to wrap things up with with this one, which is which was used in Do you know the movie that this song was used in? It's a John Hughes movie.
1: I, give it a minute.
0: <laughs> this is one of Richard's favorite songs, by the way. Is this true? He's a big Kate Bush guy. I don't know It's tough trivia Because we did, I don't think Either of us saw this movie She's having a baby I saw that movie With Bacon And McGovern yeah, I saw that movie So this is in it
1: I don't remember that
0: movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's 88 You're oh, back in Northwestern And we're buddies
1: And I'm smoking a lot of pot yes. And I'm a theater major I'm an all black I'm hanging out at the metro Doing None well. of that
0: Running things in the theater department yeah, By the way I, the,
1: She's having a baby Was like I'm gonna go see that But I'm too cool Yeah I was I never doing saw other it. things.
0: I don't think I've ever seen this movie. It's good. What's it about? She's having a baby.
1: <laughs> she does. Here's a spoiler. She has it. Oh, she does. Yep.
0: Is it Bacon's baby? Yeah. So there's no twist where it's like, it's Spader's baby, but he leaves. Here's what and the movie's about. swoops in. Okay.
1: It's hard having a baby. Oh, okay. That's all it
0: is. Oh, so being pregnant is hard. Learning that you're pregnant is hard. I have to grow Be- up and oh. figure <laughs> out what I'm doing. I'm making fun of the movie you like. I, I don't like the movie. I like the, the song. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the movie.
1: It's just like- this it's movie. not a good movie. you love it. It's too late. It's okay. We're it's not, not judging you.
0: <laughs> How's Bacon in this movie?
1: He's solid. Bacon's <laughs> always solid. Although... Bacon is solid. We don't know what he's doing now.
0: I know Kira. Kira's a friend of mine. Okay. <laughs> so what? So, we were just no. talking about Kevin Bacon. <laughs> They're married. They're married. I know. Man. Well, that's been a while.
1: she's such a good friend, how come you don't know him?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's hiding... Me from him? No, that's not right. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I, I think it's
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Betsy, we're done. I can't believe we it. could do. I mean, we've we've been doing this for a thousand million billion years. Yeah. We could have our own podcast. Richard.
1: <laughs> hey, Richard. Yeah. And don't say me. You can't say me. Mm. Until tonight, what were your favorite? you don't have to say one until tonight. What? Because I know what the answer is if you include tonight. What were your favorite um, Brando cast so far?
0: Hmm. That's a good question.
1: I get to ask that because I'm a fan. I, uh, I really liked Jimmy Pardo
0: and I really liked Arden Marine. All right, Arden. <laughs> just Only because Arden came ready to go. <laughs> she <laughs> just wouldn't stop. She's, she's <laughs> a, a shot delight. Out of a she
1: is. She's a delight. She's
0: a delight. Sometimes, you, sometimes you you interview people and there they don't want to open up. Couldn't shut her down. No, I, <laughs>
1: Arden. Um, I will tell you this. Can I just tell you for one quick second how the Brando cast has affected me? Please. Uh-huh. I listened to more Chicago. Now, after that, I listened to, and I really because I think for a while I was like, even though I have all this stuff and you know my all these older brothers and sisters and my brothers were in Chicago, so I was into it. I had a lot of shame about, and now and, and then listening to Jimmy, I was like, all right. Uh, I listened, I just was listening to "Wishing You Were Here," and I was like, yeah, that's a great song. It's great. Hard habit to break. <laughs> 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 Does anybody really know what time it is? You don't feel That's shame about song. that. That's an amazing song. That's a cool Chicago song. Hard habit to have a break. Old not days. a cool one. So yeah, I, I like that. That's what I, one thing I liked about him.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, as you know, I'm so grateful that you have been. You've been so supportive. Number one fan. In fact, about one. her love for you, Richard. She's been dying to meet you. Betsy Thomas has this been has dying been great. to. Yeah. This has been. <sighs> I'm s- thrilled. And to be, just Richard's approval. to be continued. To be continued because I have another topic that I, that I pitched out to him and and we we went with this John Hughes movies, great. It's great. But I have another one that I'll save for another day because you will be back.
1: You know, I'm also just going to put it out there. Yes, there may be a time when maybe you'd have you back and I get to pick
0: the stuff. D- you two work that out. Oh, done and done. And dun, we get dun, your dun, reactions dun, dun, to that dun. stuff. Done. 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 That's. Cause turn the table. The mastermind yeah. here is yeah, sounds absolutely. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounds good. Betsy, thank you.
1: Thanks, Brand. Do you have anything to play us out with? Oh, it's <laughs> good. There it is. It's like we're in uh, Demon Dogs. Is that what it's called?
0: Yes, it's a hot dog stand. In, Chicago in, that Thomas, plays in nothing but Chicago.
1: Or in the Thomas living room in 1974.
0: Betsy had seven older brothers and sisters.
1: And this was on a lot. I think I might have scratched this and my brother's still mad about it.